This is The Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and founder and CEO of several companies. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. All right, we're back into another show. Going to share some thought and insight on this show to help you live with purpose. You know, have you noticed that our schools, our kids, just the things that are happening today are crazy. Well, we got a guest in studio today, Jeff Stanford. We're going to talk about that. He's with First Priority. We're going to talk about how what they're doing, the work that they are doing, is actually helping change the culture in schools today. And by the way, if you're just first time listening, we want to thank you for joining us. If you love the show at the end, make sure you take two minutes of your time as a give back to us for the information and just give us your feedback. Give us your thoughts, whether it's on iTunes or whatever it is, rate the show, give us a four or five star rating, what you loved about it. Uh, you can also go to michaelwallshow.com and reach out to me specifically if there's something that you want to hear on a future show. And, by the way, you're going to be having access to by subscribing to the show, which is probably how you're listening anyways, unless you went to michaelwallshow.com to dial this in. You're going to have access to listen to some previous shows. We interviewed Chicago, the band. We've interviewed Sammy Hagar. We've interviewed uh, Vince Gill, Sean Hannity, all these controversial and non-controversial people to kind of help you get a better perspective of what it looks like to have success in life. So, again, I met Jeff. Uh, boy, I don't know, Jeff, how long has it been since I met you? He's live in studio here. We met at a golf tournament yeah. a couple years ago. Okay, that and, sounds about uh, right. Yeah. And I think you, you, I was watching your drive, saw your swing, and I thought, I got to meet this guy. No, you didn't. That was somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not what it was. That's not what it was. I was thinking about something else, but it, that wasn't it. So, so Jeff is a regional director for first priority and i'm going to let him tell you a little bit about what they do because he can do it better than i but i want to share this with you real quick to kind of set this up because i think this is crucial now many of you know obviously this show is geared and designed to add value and help you live with purpose and live on purpose improve your lives get you motivated we have guests on we have motivational segments but, you know, we're living in times today in our culture that's different than we've ever experienced in a long time, at least in the history of America in a lot of ways. And I want to share these verses with you from 2 Timothy chapter 3 because I think it leads into a lot of why we need uh, what's happening with first priority today. And I want to share this. 2 Timothy chapter 3 says, you, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. People will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than love God. Now, I'm going to stop there. But, boy, I'll tell you, Jeff, if that doesn't sound like where we are today in our culture, I don't know what does. And tell me a little bit about your story and why you decided to get involved with First Priority. Absolutely. And then let's talk about the impact that they're making in the culture of schools today. Absolutely. So I came to Christ as a freshman in high school. My parents had been divorced. My mom's boyfriend was a somewhat aggressive alcoholic, have a mentally handicapped brother, things that would happen in my house. Can't erase that from my memory, but it was a neighbor across the street and they just uh, befriended our family, loved on our family and just invited us to church. And I wanted nothing to do with it. I'm like, 
God messed up my family. Why would he want anything to do with me? Mm-hmm. And uh, to make a long story short, they uh, uh, they just they mm-hmm. got us there. And uh, I heard the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and gave my life to him and ended up uh, you know, really getting involved and plugged in, getting discipled, finding that campus club on my on my high school and uh, getting connected and involved there. Press yeah. pause. When you say campus club, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there listening to this is saying campus club. What is he talking about? Like the uh, glee club is he talking yeah, about no like, uh, no yeah. it was uh, uh it was actually it was an fca fellowship of christian athletes club okay. that was okay. uh met in my high school and uh you know one of my my offensive line coach was the guy that led the huddle and and it was just a bible study on our campus that we just kind of as athletes just kind of connected with and, and how was and that remember. received back when you were in school back in the day you know as my son used to say sometimes back in the old 90s dad. yeah back in the 90s back in <laughs> the you know early 90s you're yeah. like okay it was just this Little holy hell. And I grew up in Texas, so, yeah. you know, a little bit Bible Belt. Yeah, so it was yeah. kind of like everything was there. And yeah. it was just kind of there. It was off in the back corner. No one really just said yay or nay to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, okay, it's there. It's great. Whatever. You just had it. Yeah. And uh, so I got connected. But, you know, there was never really any push to... Let's go reach our friends. Let's bring yeah. our friends in. But we did that at church. Yeah. You know, church was very much like, hey, let's get your friends, get your friends here. And we want to share Jesus with them. And and went to Liberty University, graduated from there, got married, stayed here in South Florida, 12 years doing student ministry in Wellington and kind of got to that point. What's the next? First Priority came knocking. I was involved in First Priority, being on campus and kind of coaching students to lead these equal access clubs that were all about them mm-hmm. getting equipped in how to share the gospel, mm-hmm. sharing it with their friends and helping their friends get connected to church. Yeah. And I had, as a student pastor, all my students that were involved in first priority clubs, they were reaching their friends on campus and they were just bringing them to church. My student yeah. ministry was just growing yeah. because of it. And so when first priority itself was like, Hey, we're looking for a guy for Palm beach and treasure coast. I was like, okay, let's I'm talk. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's okay. go. And rolling into year nine now. So, so so talk to us about, for those, again, that are kind of first uh, priority newbies, we'll call them, right? Uh, they've, in other words, if, if you don't know what newbie means, uh, that's a gaming term today. My kids tell me all the day, it's, it's your new, and that's okay. So talk to us a little bit about what's the practical application of what the, the kind of the mission and the goal behind first priority, what's the focus behind first priority, what does that look like, and how is that received in schools today. So to begin with, the mission of First Priority is to connect the church to reach the campus for Christ. That's the mission. And so with that, what we do is we just really rally the local church. We bring local church youth pastors together and we're like, hey, where are your kids at? Where are they going to school? And then what we do is on campus, we pull all those students together to form an equal access club. Ronald Reagan passed this in the in the mid-80s where it allows students to gather and meet during a non-instructional hour for religious purposes. Mm. So the same umbrella that a Jewish club would meet or a Muslim club would meet, it's the same thing for a Christian club. They can meet and gather. And, and, it's that's, all, and that's always been accepted and in place. Since it is, it is. And there's a lot of schools sometimes that you know, they, they don't really understand that law. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, that's few. That's not every school. Okay. Um, there's a lot of schools. They know and understand that. And they're like, oh yeah, that's great. Do it. Let's bring it in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but what we do though, is we resource the students mm-hmm. so that they're not just sitting there. Go, oh, what are we going to do this week? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't become just this little holy huddle Bible study where right. it's just five kids. Yeah. It's really just missional. Yeah. It's getting students to say, Hey, I am in the most lost place in my community. This is my mission field. Yeah. This is where I get to go 
and I get to share Jesus as an extension, as, as being commissioned from my church to go and to reach this campus with the gospel. So what we do is we resource them to do just that. Tell me about kind of uh, overflow, result, what you're seeing, culture change with these kids where here they are, you're going into a school, and you guys are in what? How many schools are you in now? We're in 233. Yeah, two, okay, so 233 schools that you're in currently. And out of those 233 schools, how many would you say you've been in over a couple years? Over the last couple of years, that number has grown. Okay. Like in a, a but I'm saying you've ago. been in a school in particular for two, three, four years plus. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of our schools, we've had schools that have been going for 20 years. Wow. Sto- Stoneman Douglas High School. Okay. Where the shooting was last year. Yeah. 20 years. First wow. priority has been at that school. Wow. What kind of response? So this is kind of overflow. So somebody's listening to this and maybe they're like, you know, I don't really, that's not really the faith that I connect with, or maybe they do, whatever it may be. Obviously, we know truth is truth, okay? That's not, we're not going to talk about that to our listeners today. But what we do want to talk about is what kind of tangible outpouring results, people coming to Christ, understanding truth, that's number one. But then just the acts of service that we're seeing, the love and the things shared, what are we seeing with the culture in those schools? How these first priority students maybe are responding when when a tragic act like that occurs? Great question. What are the schools seeing? What's the school's perspective of the first priority club being in the school versus just other clubs in general? So it will take Stoneman Douglas, for example. When that day happened, that Wednesday, February 14th, club was supposed to meet that afternoon. Okay. The youth pastors who mentor that club, who mentor those students, they were walking onto campus when the lockdown happened. So they got caught in between the perimeter and the lockdown. So they, at that point, all of a sudden are just, you know, they're praying with families who are sitting there waiting, you know, obviously waiting to find out what's going on. And mm-hmm. So they kind of become that there within that perimeter. Yeah. And so they're kind of like coming alongside and just loving on people. In the immediate after effects, what happened was like the church, the local church just descended on that school to just love on and mm-hmm. to encourage, mm-hmm. uh, to just come alongside. Just this past August, uh, they they the local churches came together, raised over $150,000 and did a com- almost a complete makeover of the entire school. Wow. And But you're not going to hear that. Yeah. And, and that yeah. was because that first priority club that has been there for so long and, and the churches that we have always had connection there, right. we were able to bring them together, them, bring them together and say, yeah. hey, let's do this. Here's our school. Mm-hmm. Now, you filtered that down to individuals. We've had kids that were contemplating suicide. I had a kid just two weeks ago at Park Vista High School who said, man, I've been doing drugs and this is what I need. Those are the stories mm-hmm. that come out of just like all of a sudden kids are finding hope. They're finding community. They're finding something to live for. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is administration is seeing these kids. They're seeing some of this life change. Uh, we had an administrator a couple of years ago who was with somebody from a local college. And the person from the local college here just said, hey, what do you think about first priority on your campus? She goes, oh, no, I, I don't believe that. And she's like, no, that wasn't my question. How is it? Been? She goes, <laughs> so the principal of this school said, I love first priority being here yeah. because I know one, those kids aren't going to cause me any problems, any trouble, but I know that these kids are wanting to make a difference mm-hmm. in their school. And that matters, you know, and that's one of the reasons I, I, again, I started with those verses in second Timothy, because we are literally in a place where you don't have to go far to see culture that is so self-centered and so self-focused that it kind of makes you sick, quite honestly. I mean, uh, people just not being willing to help others out and things like that. And so when I when you hear of a group that's involved with not only sharing truth, and, you know, we talk a lot. I did an event a little while back called Go Live With Purpose. Obviously, you were there. 
And to me, it's about helping people find purpose in your life. When you find purpose, then you live on purpose. You have you have more joy. You know why you're here. You know, there's a plan for each and every one of our lives. And that's what you're teaching with these kids at a young age, which I love. What do you see as far as uh, with first priority? Are there any real things that are challenging to push through? Are there political issues that you guys are always kind of fighting through? Or is it kind of like, you know, you're in a place now where you've seen so much momentum with schools and things that just love what you guys are doing, love what the kids are about, that they're just like, when you go to a new school, they're like, no, yeah, come on in. What's the culture of going into a new school now that has not had first priority yet? Exactly. And it's a great question because a lot of times we get people like, oh, they took God out of schools. Well, number one, you can't take God out anywhere he does want to be. Right. Right. And so, but number two, it's student led and student initiated and student driven. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we're resourcing students and, you know, we supply them with, you know, it's, it's a local church person coming alongside to mm-hmm. coach those students, to love on those students and to help make sure. So, you know, at the end of the day, the youth pastor is not leading a club. It's right. the students doing right. it. Right. And so that's one of the out- outcomes. And it's something that they want to be involved in. Exactly. Exactly. And so, so you have students who are leading. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like they're learning leadership skills and mm-hmm. they're they're learning how to speak in front of large audiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all those things that a lot of times kids are like, oh, I'll never speak in front of a group or oh, I can't lead anything like that. We give them that platform to do that. Yeah. And they're wanting to make an impact on their campus. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to see things happen and see things in a positive way. They're wanting community to happen on a campus. So the campus now very different from when you and I were in high school. We didn't have smartphones. We didn't have that. You didn't we, have a smartphone? I didn't have a smartphone <laughs> in high school. And, <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't either. I'm kidding. And so, but now you roll into a middle school or a high school campus, you mm-hmm. know what you see? You see students with earbuds in and heads down looking yeah. at their phone. Yeah. And so they're connected, but they have no sense of community. Right. And so what's happening is that on campus now, all of a sudden, there's this community of people, these community of students who are just saying, you know what? We're going to build each other up and we're going to help grow and expand this community in our school so that... When we see the Nicholas Cruz sitting over by himself, we can say, hey, we know that you don't have a community of people. We know that no one's loving on you. No one's caring for you. We want to do that for you. Yeah. Because I know this. Times are gone when if you like the the captain of the football team, guess what, man? He's like super busy. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. But if you reach that kid, right, that one that's sitting over by themselves, isolated, that everybody points to and says, man, that kid, you reach that kid all of a sudden. That changes everything yeah. because everybody takes notice. Yeah. And then what happens? All of a sudden it's like, oh, I, I want to be a part of that. Because we're wired. We want to be a part of something greater right. than who we are. And, and that's what's happening. That's what we're seeing happening with all mm-hmm. these students is that they're living on purpose. They have this purpose of like, you know what? I'm living in rented space. Yeah. yeah. And I need to, one, take care of my rented space. But I want to help others know and realize that we're made for eternity. Yeah, we're not exactly made for right. here. We're right. made for something greater than us, and helping bridge that of what every student is longing for. Well, cultures tried to do a good job of pushing that thought out of the mind of people. Focus on today. Focus on the here and now. That's all that matters. You know, when you live and operate in that philosophy, it literally takes away the drive, the focus, the desire to do really anything worthwhile in the here and the now. And and so that's unfortunate. And we're seeing that again in mass ways and cultures, people that have been ultra successful, lots of money, lots of fame taking their lives because they're realizing it's, it's empty. Absolutely. So let me ask you this and we'll kind of wrap with this, Jeff, but, and by the way, if you have any questions, I'm, I'm interviewing here, Jeff Stanford, he is a regional director for first priority and 
They can be found at firstpriority.cc, firstpriority.cc. So if you had to say in the next three years, two years, one year, what are some of the, obviously every nonprofit has needs, which are, you know, financial, obviously we know that, and people can get involved that way. But what do those needs financially go to as you see it? What's the what's some of the goal as you see in the next couple of years of where you guys would like to go, the impact you'd like to make, the schools you'd like to connect with, and the kids you ultimately want to kind of add and be a part of adding purpose to? So we're currently 233 schools. We have the potential of being in 400 tomorrow mm. if the resources were there. Uh, resources are pizza, donuts, Obviously, it's students, right? They, yeah, they, yeah. they love food, okay? <laughs> um, but it's Bibles, it's invite cards, it's posters, it's uh, it's T-shirts, it's it's all the things that really we want to be able to resource students to where they don't have to try to figure it out. Everything we do is curriculum based. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scripted curriculum, so that like the sixth grade kid that's never done it, he can get up and he can read it. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way to that junior in high school that they're just leading the charge right like, okay i got this we can yeah. go do it yep um but bibles i mean we gave last year we gave away nine thousand bibles wow you know and it's like mm-hmm. and, and as we continue to grow and expand and it, you know what's resources. you know what's cool about that is is that's that's in our schools in america absolutely that's not in foreign country like in afghanistan or something like that which there's nothing wrong with that yeah but you know it's 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 here so so if i was to say this right if I was to tell you a place that was 95% lost, didn't, you know, 95% of the population didn't know the gospel, didn't know Jesus, had little or no access to the gospel, and they kind of speak their own language, mm-hmm. you'd probably think of something like Middle East, China, somewhere over there. It's the middle school and high school right down the street. Yeah. That's the middle school and high school right down the street from where yeah. we live. Yeah. And so what we're doing is we're just simply equipping and training and helping missionaries lead in their campus. And it's a mission trip they don't have to pay for. Yeah. You know, <laughs> mom and dad pay through their taxes, uh, but uh, but they don't have to pay for this one. Yeah. It's our nine-month mission trip. And, mm-hmm. and so with that, it's like, we you know, we want to expand. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's... So many schools. There's going to be schools this year that don't have a first priority club mm-hmm. where students are not going to hear the life-changing message of Jesus. Yeah. And they're going to graduate never hearing that because statistically it's this, 85% of people come to know Christ before the age of 18, mm-hmm. which if I do the math right, that t- that leaves a 15% chance yeah. of that person coming to know Christ as an adult. Yeah. And so the time is now. You yeah. talk about the end time. It's like, listen, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're there. Yep. And we see it all the time. Suicide rate in middle school and high school students has just through dramatically the through the roof. Obviously, the shootings and and the the drug use is is just becoming more and more rampant. And, yeah. and we wonder why. Yeah. Well, well, and you know, parents unfortunately are in a place where they are chasing still to some degree the American dream, right? Living how they want to live now, chasing more money, chasing the better job, chasing the better life, chasing all the external things. Not all parents, but a lot of parents, a lot of people in our society today. And so in a lot of ways, kids are left to fend for themselves. I mean, that's really the truth. And so uh, anyways, listen, whether you completely agree with everything Jeff is saying or not, here's what I can tell you. I think we could all step back and agree with the fact that we got a serious problem in our schools today. We got a serious problem with our society today. We have a serious problem with our kids today, and it's not being addressed. Helping a child understand which gender they are at the age of four or five doesn't help them any way, shape, or form anymore with with helping them give more purpose for their life. Because now they're saying, wait, I was born this way, and now you're telling me I should think I'm another way. So, Okay, listen, there's a lot of philosophies out there of how to connect with children. And I think what's important is, is we all must agree on the fact that there's a need. First priority is taking the initiative to go in schools, connect with these kids, 
show show them love, love on them, and really be student led, which is matter. It's which is what matters. It's got to start there. It's got to start through. So go ahead and check them out. Firstpriority.cc. You want to get involved? There's going to be ways there where you can do that. And Jeff, I just want to say thanks so much for kind of taking some time to come on the show and share with not only myself, but our listeners a little bit of an update of what you guys are up to, what you're about. And we'll definitely make sure we keep in touch with you as time moves along. Absolutely. Michael, thank you for this show, for what Mm. you do and helping people just live with purpose financially and in their life and Mm. in their health and and, uh, and it's a great podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, subscribe. Come on. <laughs> this is a great podcast. You need to listen to it. There you go. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for joining us, Jeff. And uh, again, as he mentioned, the goal here in this show each and every time, each and every show, is to share thought and value to help you not only live on purpose, live with purpose, and really more importantly, add value to people who can add no value back to you as we move on in life. So make sure you take a few moments and rate the show, share your thoughts and comments, and reach out to me on michaelwallshow.com. Love to hear any feedback and thoughts you have and you'd like to say. By the way, I know some of you have listened in the past. You're like, hey, where's the financial stuff? I was used to hearing that as well. Well, go ahead and head over to leanonthewall.com. Again, you just go to leanonthewall.com and you'll be able to get all the financial information and help that you need there. Wishing you a great week. We'll talk to you next show. Have a good one. 